Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rohan Chakravarti Show, where we are going to be breaking down the 49ers and the Cowboys film. Obviously, do this as a weekly segment, so I'd really appreciate the support if you guys could hit a like and subscribe on uh, to the channel, hit the like on the video, and drop comments on how you thought the 49ers played in this game. But without further ado, let's get started. The 49ers only had 19 total points in this game, but they did have several offensive drives where they were moving the football. To start off this game, you're going to see that, and really... Those 19 drives, they came off four scoring opportunities, and the 49ers on those four opportunities only were able to get the 19 points because of the amount, or sorry, five opportunities. Four were field goals, though, for the 49ers. When you stuff here on this first play, obviously, uh, you just got to give respect to how the Cowboys played this. When you look here, this match. Matchup here, this number one matchup, 90 on 44. Kyle Juszczyk has a really tough task here. Uh, on Tank Lawrence, a really underrated defender, a guy who has been pretty solid his entire time there in Dallas, and uh, a good run defender, at, at really. That's his, that's his specialty. You see he's going to disrupt this play because this running hole here is going to be created. If McCaffrey can slide through between uh, Burford and Juszczyk because McGlinchey has Van Der Esch, and you're going to see he gets to Van Der Esch there, but it's also a good pursuit by number 40, uh, I think 42, I believe, Anthony Barr, when you look at it. He gets by Jake Brendel, so it would have been a short gain anyway, but a good play there by Tank Lawrence leading to second down. Next play for the 49ers is an unfortunate sack here. And you're going to see, once again, you got to give the Cowboys credit to how they play this. Why? Micah Parsons here is going to immediately go to the screen. You're also going to see their cornerback on the backside. He goes immediately to that area. That forces Brock Purdy to, sec uh, to, to really think about it. He looks there, looks at the screen, and immediately is wrapped up. Now, do you want him to get this ball out once he realizes that screen isn't going to happen right here? Yes. You do want him to get that ball out, can the play, throw it at Debo's feet. But again, it's a tough task for a rookie quarterback. And right there, just a really good play. Good design there from the uh, from the Dallas Cowboys. Osa Odizigua gets the sack. Sorry if I mispronounced that name there. But then third down, you got to try and get some yak there. Short pass to, obviously, uh, Debo Samuel. And it's a it's a, it's an early punt for the 49ers. Obviously, a really well played first drive by the Dallas Cowboys that set up a third and long to where it's tough to go, especially when the Dallas Cowboys pass rush is hitting. And as I continue on, do want to give a shout out to both my guy Marco Martinez. Be sure to subscribe to our channel over there on Clutch Gene Sports, as well as Jaron. Thank you both for tuning in to the film review. But we got to start up on the second drive here for the 49ers, and. Once again, short game for the 49ers with Christian McCaffrey. Why? Because when you look at it, you're going to see 
number 90 here on the edge, Michael, uh, sorry, not Michael Parsons, Tank Lawrence, and then number 11 on the other edge. Those two guys collapse on the play. Just a really good play from them. Parsons here has the matchup of Kittle and just really beats him to the chase, outruns him, while uh, Tank Lawrence there is able to disengage from the Mike McGlinchey block and get Christian McCaffrey for the short gain, three-yard gain. You'll take the three-yard gain, but you can see how Dallas is reacting defensively, how good they are defensively just early on. This was no fluke that the 49ers just scored 19 points. But then again, when the 49 when the Dallas Cowboys have a good play, the 49ers come back with a great play, and the most hated 49er really makes a good play on this one. you got to look at Mike McGlinchey here as the puller. McGlinchey is the seal-off against the D-tackle here, number 95. That creates this huge hole between McGlinchey and Banks, and that allows Debo Samuel to get there. Big-time pancake by Mike McGlinchey there on Carlos Watkins. That led to the third and one. Third and one here. Want to see how this play is uh, designed. You're going to get a quick, quick hitter, Christian McCaffrey. 49ers realize they have the matchup. Nobody over the center, obviously. And then they have the guard, uh, the space between the guard and the tackle. So quick run. You get a first down there. Now, I like this play design here from Kyle Shanahan. He sees a similar look. You've got Deron Bland here on the outside playing outside leverage. You've got the safety on the inside in Donovan Wilson. And so what does Kyle Shanahan do? He moves over Debo Samuel to that side. That forces a shift in the three, the two linebackers in Anthony Barr and Vanaresh, as well as the safety in Donovan Wilson. What does that mean? When you have the one-on-one -on -one opportunities with or sorry, with these three in the box, it's one-on-one -on -one with George Kittle and uh, Deron Bland here. They know now that it's man coverage. You've got the one-on-one -on -one opportunities there. And so Kittle here has inside leverage on Deron Bland, obviously lining up on the inside. And so Kittle here is going to push vertically. Great route here from Kittle. You'll see it on the backside, but just a great route from Kittle and a good play from Purdy. Easy play. His first, uh, his first read open there on the play. You'll see it here on the backside. Watch Kittle. Instead of running this route out, going straight vertically. He's going to push out towards Bland. Active, he's running a route to the corner and then cut inside, which really gives him the most separation on this play. A good route there from Kittle. Just a, a little part of the nuance there uh, that you see from the tight end that makes him what he is. A really good, uh, obviously, really good all-around tight end. Again, 49ers trying to set up the run, and those edge rush, uh, well, edge rushers, whatever you call them, Dallas, again, pretty, pretty good. You see Micah Parsons there, and then number 97 as well. Get there. 97 there beats Mike McGlinchey, uh, and really, that's the main whiff that costed the 49ers on this play uh, on a second and nine. The execution, you see, if the 49ers are able to get this out, Burford crashes here on Micah Parsons. <laughs> Excuse me. But while Burford misses, McCaffrey has the lane up the middle. You're going to see how, when executed, these runs could really have some momentum because Yuschek has the linebacker. You see the polar kettle looking for work in the second, uh, he's going to, uh, in the second level, he's going to help out on Yuschek here. 
And a good pancake here from Spencer Burford to get Micah Parsons to the ground. Just the, the McGlinchey whiff here cost the 49ers because of that. You see the gaping hole right in the middle. McGlinchey, a really good play early on with by being the puller and setting up the space. Here he whiffs on uh, number 97. And you could see by his reaction, he knew he whiffed. Mike McGlinchey, he's a guy who understands when he makes his mistake. Forty Nine ers now setting up that play action, and this is a play where they almost could have had a touchdown. You could see this play in two ways. Now Brock Purdy here, obviously rolling to his left. The one thing you want to notice: the timing of this throw. Ayuk here is over the middle of the field. You want this ball to release, be released about here when Ayuk has the separation. Purdy, though, being chased by Micah Parsons, you want him to throw that ball earlier instead of waiting too long, and also you need that ball to be on the corner. So if Purdy's going to throw this ball, needs to be on the outside into the corner. This could have been a touchdown if that's the case. If not, though, Purdy has to understand that he's being chased. He's got Debo Samuel here for the shorter route, which doesn't require him to turn his entire body around. So you've got the two options here. Purdy, though, Seems like he was dead set on Ayuk. Fair enough. He was open. Just got to make sure you understand the circumstances behind the throw, which Purdy here unfortunately gets too little on the ball. The ball is behind Ayuk as he has the momentum going towards the end zone, and Deron Bland nearly intercepts the pass. It's a good play design by the 49ers, and you have several options. And Debo Samuel as the crosser who had his route beat as well as uh, obviously, the wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk. You're going to see Debo Samuel open here if Purdy leads him forward, which his body is already faced to do, or Brandon Ayuk open deep, but that ball is underthrown and Deron Bland nearly picks it off. Marco says it best here. That ball should be seven balls. Uh, that ball should be seven because the ball needs to be at the pylon. Got to be a touchdown there. He's right. And really, the 49ers, that could have been seven points, like Marco said right there. That's the first seven. And in an article I wrote earlier this week, that was the first mistake that I highlighted of Brock Purdy. And then after that, you see, obviously, the miss here to McCaffrey with him being beat. Uh, and so here, it's clear Dallas was prepped. Why? Why do I say that? What do they do? They collapse on the inside of the pocket. Purdy has a lot, a lot of space in the pocket here. Trent Williams does a great job in reacting to Micah Parsons. But when Purdy gets that pressure, when you see the pressure coming in, even though it's a clean pocket, you'll see Purdy has that tendency now to bail to the left. What does that do? That sets up the rusher coming from all the way to the other side to come in and make a play. Tank Lawrence does a great job, and you're going to see where Tank Lawrence is to begin this play. He is here. You're going to see he comes all the way around, and because of that tendency, you're going to see Tank Lawrence just be in the perfect spot. Instead, Purdy, all you got to do, remain in the pocket for another second and hit your throw. Instead, that's the result, and the 49ers on 4th and 9 at the Dallas 38 have to punt. Unideal there, 49ers, because you don't want to punt with that situation. But, Adio, Diamond Lenore here in an interception gets the 49ers the ball back at the 21-yard line. And this is one where Purdy takes a sack, and it's another one of those rookie mistakes. It seemed like Purdy was a little more hesitant to throw the football, just a little more... I don't know the exact word. It just seemed, though, he was a little more flustered in this game. Purdy, 
on that uh, on the zone read, you can see fakes the handoff to McCaffrey, and he immediately has Kyle Juszczyk open, but locks his eyes on to Brandon Ayuk. You're going to be able to see it here. Juszczyk has Deron Bland with his back turned around. If Purdy leads Juszczyk here, he's going to be able to get at least a short gain, and Purdy has the, the capability to make that throw. He also has Debo Samuel when he comes out of uh, the play action right there. And Debo Samuel obviously is prone to make uh, the defenders miss. Those two reads are there. Instead, he fixates on Brandon Ayuk since he comes out of his break. Ayuk does beat uh, Diggs by a very short amount, but this safety has been backtracking the entire time that Purdy has his eyes on. So it's a clear no throw there. Got to hit one of the two easier reads. Go off that first progression. Got to go to one of the easier reads, the crosser or the check down here to Debo Samuel. Purdy fixates on the Ayuk play. What does that mean? He tries to get away with the athleticism and he gets sacked here. Got to get that ball out and got to get to the easier reads when the easier reads are there, first of all. Tough read there for Purdy, but you got to get it out, especially with the safety playing single high and backtracking once he sees Purdy's eyes downfield. Sack leads to second and 16. Forty-niners trying to set something up here on second and sixteen, but unable to do it. Two really good plays here from the Dallas defense. They were they defended the screen very well in this game. One, I want you to look at Carlos Watkins here, number ninety-one, I believe, lined up right here in between Aaron Banks and Jake Brendel. He has a great reaction to this screenplay. He's going to jump out there, but Ayuk misses this block on Trayvon Diggs here. That forces George Kittle, obviously, to direct the momentum there. And Christian McCaffrey cutting it in. But still, just a great play and reaction from Chris, uh, Carlos Watkins, who immediately gets out there. And when you see a defensive lineman move like that, can't really help it. It's just what Carlos Watkins did there to blow up that play. And now you've got third and 15. First read, Brandon Ayuk. And Ayuk just runs a phenomenal route. This is this was a nasty route. I was there in person at the game, and this was the nastiest route I had seen Ayuk run. I don't know if you're going to get it on screen on this angle, so I will show it again uh, for this angle here. When you look at it, look at the top of the screen. Ayuk here uh, at the outside, McLeod in the slot. He's going to fake the corner route. Really good release there, and then he's going to come back for uh, settling around at the ten yard line had his cornerback Deron Bland in a blender on that one and really gets the 49ers out of the jam on third and 15. Really nice route for Ayuk. Makes it easy for Purdy, who has his first read there on the outside as that receiver. Moving forward, though, 49ers here. First and goal at the 10-yard line. They need a touchdown. You know we we didn't get a touchdown here. If you watched, it was a field goal for this drive. This was a really nice play here from Brock Purdy. Purdy, at first, senses the pressure. And Purdy, one of the things he's able to do, just that arm slot. Able to change the arm slot.
really bail out his offensive line there by uh, making the play that he did leads to a second and medium here at about the seven yard line. This was a, everybody knows my thoughts on this play. Why? Why have a draw play here on second and eight? No reason to do it. Now, I don't know if there was a miscommunication, whether it should have been a screen and Purdy held back because he saw Dallas reacted well and just ran for it. That could have been the case. I don't know, and I didn't see anything in the media with it, but just a really unnecessary draw. No read for Purdy, a guy who really doesn't have the best straight line speed to run up the middle against Dallas's defensive line. But this might be Purdy's biggest miss uh, thus far. Obviously, he's had a couple of them. The IU miss, that could have been a touchdown. That was seven points off the board. And we've talked about some of the other misses that I've said. But I want you guys to watch this play. Purdy. So for those of you guys that don't know, this is a uh, this is a play fixated on the, on the left side here. They've got three to the left with Kittle running this flag route, which is a route that's essentially like a corner route. Uh, you go like this. And you, uh, he's running towards the pylon. Remember, uh, George Kittle and Brock Purdy connected on this play for a touchdown in the Arizona game, that same flag route. Debo Samuel's the number one uh, on this. He's running a slant here, a now slant. He's going to run this slant. He's the number one read on this play. Kittle is the number two read running the flag route. Now, Purdy, for some reason, looks to the backside rather than looking at where the number one and the number two should be. He must have seen something he liked on the matchup. I'm assuming it was Christian McCaffrey being motioned out because it forced this linebacker to motion out with McCaffrey, leaving the leverage on the inside. He looks there, and McCaffrey is open. Purdy goes off the read, so that's the mistake there that he first makes. He looks here, and right as he's looking, McCaffrey gets open. This should be a throw in a tight window for Purdy if that's where he wanted to go with the football. But second, when you look here, look at George Kittle. Kittle wins this route right here. Purdy, clean pocket, looking right at Kittle. And Debo Samuel's wide open as well in the progression. Either of these throws are open, and Purdy in a clean pocket needs to hit this. However, sensing again pressure, which Dallas did a great job in getting the pressure, or at least looking like they were going to get pressure on the interior, what does Purdy do? He does what he normally does. He bails to the left when two receivers are available and going to be a touchdown with either play, really. Two receivers available, Purdy bails to the left, and then after that, the play is killed with Purdy really not having enough vision to see the entire field while bailing to his left. Two opportunities here for a touchdown. You'll see it again on this side of the play, but you got to be better here, especially in the red zone. The 49ers had 14 points on the board, came out with only three. And this is also after a uh, interception by Diameter Lenore. You need a little bit of a better play here. Okay, next drive for the 49ers. Two drives in. We got to go, or sorry, I think three drives in now. We got to go to number four. And unfortunately, I don't want to harp on it, but this is another rookie mistake here from Brock Purdy. Like I said, not his best game. If you want my grade on it, I graded him at a C- minus at this game, one of my lower grades on Brock Purdy in the entire year. And I thought that there were really good parts of his performance, especially in the second half. But number one on this read, uh, on this route, uh, sorry, on this play is this route from Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel running this deep crossover over the middle of the field. Purdy 
looked and hit this route several times last week, which is why it's surprising that when he looked at the route and when it was open, he chose not to let it rip. Once again, Debo Samuel is open right here. Purdy looking right at him with Trayvon Diggs trailing with Brandon Ayuk and the safety backtracking. This leaves Debo Samuel with an insane speed going towards the sideline, or sorry, space going towards the sideline. Purdy looking at it. Purdy with a wide open pocket, as you can see. There's nobody within five yards of Brock Purdy here. He hesitates. Debo Samuel still open. Pocket still available. This one, Debo Samuel is wide open. He's still in the pocket, chooses not to throw the football once again. And then he rolls to his left for some reason, at which point defenders obviously collapse towards the left side. And then at that point, Purdy looks to try and scramble out of it. You got to be able to hit those deep shots when they are drawn up. That's why I thought Kyle Shanahan really called a pretty, pretty good game overall. Just the execution made it seem as if he didn't really call a great game. Got to hit this one. You're going to see Debo Samuel come across. He's there. Purdy has the opening. But seemed a little hesitant, seemed a little uh, prone to uh, uh, bailing when the pressure initially came. Bails a little early once again. However, how does Purdy back this up after that? It, it was a second and eight there. First, it's going to be a run to Debo Samuel. He's going to get to the left side. This was the first run to Trent Williams' side in this game, which was interesting. But Purdy able to get... Oh, sorry, not pretty. Samuel able to get there to the edge, gets a couple of yards on the play. And this is what you want, the physicality. Go right at Trayvon Diggs, go right at Michael Parsons, instill that physicality for the 49ers. But it sets up third and seven here for the 49ers. And this is one of Purdy's best throws of the early part of the game. Just a dot right to Christian McCaffrey. Two defenders closing. McCaffrey takes a big hit from the safety coming in. I believe it was J. Ron Curse. Takes the big hit, but a good read here from Purdy. Looks, fires, looks off the safety initially, fires, and then hits. Israel Mukwamu's there, but first down. Doesn't matter for the 49ers. Next play here, Christian McCaffrey trying to get, uh, sorry, not Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell trying to get a little bit on the game. You're going to see it here from the backside. This play has some momentum. It's obviously, it's a nice block here. This is a really nice block for Mike McGlinchey. He takes number 92 here, just completely out of the equation. Dorks Armstrong, really nice block for Mike McGlinchey. Banks engages as the pull but overcommits. The problem, though, here is Daniel Brunskill on number 95. Just not able to anchor enough, not able to... Uh, he essentially gets out-muscled, and 95 is the one who leads Mitchell uh, into that tackle. So, solid, solid play there for us defense, but still, some solid blocking there from Mike McGlinchey in the 49ers. Next up, we got a Debo screen, and this is just a nice play. This is why Debo Samuel is so elite with the ball in his hands. You're going to see it here. Motion out to Debo Samuel. 49ers are trying to get a screenplay working, and they have it all game. And Dallas reads this well. Just a really uh, a, a nice block, but I don't know if it's a block in the back by Kyle Juszczyk there. 
and then Debo Samuel makes one guy miss, and then continues forward and gets a good gain there. Uh, Michael Parsons obviously reacted quick, but Samuel able to get nine yards off the play. Really important play because it sets up third and one. And then Purdy, just a nice quick out route to Jawan Jennings. Jennings runs a good route there and then forces an unnecessary roughness penalty out of Deron Bland for a tackle out of bounds. Quick hitter, easy read for Purdy. First read, just hits it. Jennings gets open enough, and the 49ers, they get a first down and keep this drive moving. Of course, like I said, only three points thus far when they could have had 14, but that offense continues to move. There are some drives where the 49ers just continue to get the ball. It's just they couldn't able to, uh, weren't able to capitalize. First play here, Elijah Mitchell swallowed up at the line of scrimmage, and there was a flag as well on this play. When you look at this play here, two issues. Daniel Brunskill at right guard lined up against number 99. Uh, sorry, not 99, 55. I was interested why Bans, uh, Brunskill and Aaron Banks did what they did. This is a protection where the 49ers offensive line slides to the left entirely. What does that mean? Mike McGlinchey has 99. Banks, oh, sorry, Brunskill is supposed to slide to the next defender coming in, which is Leighton Vanderesh. Brendel does his job, gets 96. Banks, though, is also slow to react and doesn't get 42 Anthony Barr, which is where the holding penalty will be. You'll see the slide. McGlinchey is good. He has a good get-off, and he's able to get there. But that Brunskill, for some reason, helps with him and is unable to get to later Vanderesh. Like, he doesn't disengage from his block early enough to get to Vanderesh. Same with Banks, who doesn't get to the linebacker Anthony Barr quick enough, and that forces a 10-yard holding penalty on the 49ers. Then 49ers here uh, trying to draw a deep shot, but the Cowboys just cover it very well. They drop several back into coverage, rush only four, seven into coverage. You're going to see a double coverage here on Debo Samuel, just unable to get free. Renanayuk runs a good route, but it's on the backside of this play. Purdy isn't looking there. He's really doing a two-man read between Samuel and George Kittle here. I guess he liked the read from uh, the route or uh, the read to Kittle. All right play, you get a couple of yards, really, not too much, but a good throw there from Purdy. Not necessarily know if that's the best read, but a good throw there from Purdy that gets the ball to Kittle, and the 49ers are able to convert, uh, or not convert, but get a completion on the play, get a second and about eight yards here. So, getting one yard on the play, Forgot the holding penalty made it second and 19, but this is a really nice play design here from Cal Shanahan. I do want to illustrate it. When you look at it, 49ers, they need a, a, a good amount of gain. They need to get at least a third and 10 or something like that to keep this drive alive. So what do they do? They've got Debo Samuel running a whip route to the, the outside. Fake out route. Deron Bland obviously having outside leverage, but Debo Samuel, a guy who isn't necessarily known to separate, why does that help? Because Bland, with outside leverage, thinks it's an out route and read it perfectly, but that provides Samuel so much space on the inside. Kittle, as the vertical route, carries both linebackers with him, both Vanderesh and Anthony Barr, which leaves a wide open space over the middle for Debo Samuel. And Samuel, obviously, able to get a good amount. He, he accelerates very well after the catch, able to get a good amount on the play, and that sets up a good third down. You're going to look at that catch again, Samuel. 
able to get 17 yards on the play. So third and two. And this is one where it's another rookie-ish mistake here from Brock Purdy. Bales again too early, in my opinion, and missed the Debo read twice. So Debo is the number one read on this play. And Debo Samuel here is running just a really, a really shallow crosser on this play. Samuel lined up on the outside. Brock Purdy sees him here. Brock Purdy clean pocket. Oop, there we go. Purdy has Samuel right here. You only need two yards, and Samuel is going to body any linebacker or really any cornerback. You only need two yards, and you trust your guy running with acceleration. Purdy has Samuel right here. That's available. But why does Purdy bail out of this pocket? That's a question I don't know. Look when Purdy bails. It's right here. The pocket is clean. Samuel is running his route. The pocket is very clean. You can step up. You can do what you need. while. There is some pressure. McGlinchey holds up well and pushes his guy out. Uh, obviously, Brunskill gets beat here. Banks anchoring fine at first, and then Purdy really rolls out. And even at the end of this play, the second read that I meant, Samuel is open here. Samuel even calls for the ball, and Purdy just overthrows him. So a missed read there from Purdy and then an inaccurate throw. He's more better Accuracy-wise, when run it, rolling to his right, but has a bigger tendency, it seems, to roll when rolling to his left. So it's a, a bit of a unique situation there for Brock Purdy. But that kind of kills that drive because third and two, 49ers kick a field goal. So a chance to extend three drives deep into Dallas territory, and you get six points out of it. Two touchdown opportunities as far as the third one. It was a fourth and two at the 29. Kicked a field goal. Only six points that come out of it. Unfortunate for the 49ers. I do actually want to highlight this play. I know a lot of people were mad about Kyle Shanahan's uh, play calling and really game management during this sequence uh, in the second uh, to end this, uh, the first half at the end of the second quarter. When you look at it, though, I do want to say, because this play was very well-designed and well-developed, look at Debo Samuel, Mike McGlinchey. As that puller kind of really just taking out uh, creating that gap between him and, sorry, not as the puller, but creating the gap between him and the puller and Aaron Banks. Phenomenal job here by Mike McGlinchey. He gets out to that first level, drags 99 uh, over, and then gets out to the second level and helps Leighton Van Der Esch. However, the 49ers here, after running this play, kill 25 seconds of clock. Second and two here, they run the football and kill the clock until 30 seconds before calling their timeout. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Why did this play get killed? You're going to look at 85 on 11. For some reason, 49ers have George Kittle and Micah Parsons one-on-one. -on -one. Tough draw. Parsons just beats Kittle to the spot, and that forces the third down. If the 49ers convert there on third down, 
you might get a timeout there, but unfortunately couldn't there. Kittle knew it himself. You could see the reaction after the play. But third and one, how does the four, how do the 49ers uh, convert here? You want to see a nice throw here. Just uh, an easy route. Debo Samuel weaving through traffic, a quick in, uh, a quick dig route pretty much. And Purdy hits it over the middle. And that caused the 49ers to call a third and final timeout with 24 seconds remaining. Good route. 49ers, you, you're, you're seeing it. They they look to go against Deron Bland all game. Uh, Bland, obviously, a rookie corner. Impressive rookie corner. But what do the 49ers do here? They motion Christian McCaffrey back. What does that mean? You got man coverage all around. You've got cover two with man coverage with Jennings and Bland. You've got Kittle, <coughs> excuse me, Kittle and J. Ron Curse. And then you've got on the other side, Demo Samuel lined up here. Uh, on Israel Muguamu and Brennan Ayuk lined up on Trayvon Diggs. So you've got the man coverage all around that you want. Inside leverage here on Juwan, Je- uh, sorry, not inside, outside leverage here uh, on Juwan Jennings. You could have done there, but that's the backside. I want you to focus on the Samuel Ayuk side here. Right here, Samuel freeze open. He's the run that you want to go to, but Purdy wants to be a little aggressive here. He tries to go for the deeper one to Ayuk. Misses the Samuel route here over the middle that is wide open, even though he's looking at it. Instead, chooses to wait and then tries to throw this one to Ayuk. That was tipped, I believe, by Micah Parsons. With the pressure coming, Purdy needs to get that ball out sooner and needs to hit the open read, especially when it's earlier in the progression. Gotta hit that Debo Samuel route over the middle. Instead, he waits and waits. Seemed like he was a little flustered again. Waits and waits, and then that pass is nearly deflect or it was deflected there by Michael Parsons. Got to get that ball out. Got to hit the open receiver. However, Purdy bounces back here with a great, great play. His best throw of the half, a uh, deep ball to the Jawan Jennings crosser. Purdy creating some time so that Jennings can complete that route because he had to get it through the second window past Leighton Van Der Esch there. Just a good route uh, or a good play by Purdy, able to get there, and a great job by the offensive line. Offensive line really uh, were able to block well on that play, give Purdy seven seconds to throw that ball, and now you got 12 seconds remaining in the 49ers, potentially creeping up and getting in the field goal range. First play here, though, Purdy just misses the throw here. Couldn't tell if he was looking at Jawan Jennings or Christian McCaffrey or if he was just throwing it away. Jennings was open, though. Just got to put that out there. Jennings was open. But I'm fine with the throwaway decision. If you are if you don't see what you immediately like and you want to save that clock and don't get sacked, fine with the throwaway decision there. And then came this interesting final play. Seven seconds left. Purdy needs to get this ball out. If he doesn't like what he immediately sees, needs to get that ball out and spends a little too much time, gets it all the way down to one second. You don't necessarily want that. And so 49ers, three field goal drives on their first uh, uh, in the first half, five potential drives where they could have scored, end up with three field goals. You can judge it as you may. Uh, Not a great necessarily first half, had touchdown opportunities, but ended up tied at the first half because of how elite that defense was. 
And before I continue, we do got the guys who came in in the middle of the show. Mariah, 49er Faithful Lead, thank you for tuning in. Always appreciate your support, as well as Steve-O Supremo and Guyaba. Thank you all for tuning in. Forty ers beginning the first half, uh, sorry, second half, and they have the pitch out to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, obviously, uh, well, he 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 featured a lot in the second half. Same with Elijah Mitchell. The Forty ers something I want to put out there, had a similar game plan in the second half against the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. Same as the first half. In the first half of both games, they threw nineteen times against Seattle. They ran uh, ten times, and against Dallas, they ran eleven times. And then in the second half against Seattle, only nine passes and I believe 23 runs. And then, and then against Dallas, 21 runs and 10 passes. So it was very similar uh, in both games. And so, you know, you could see what the 49ers are trying to do, trying to impose their physicality by running the ball in the second half, getting that success there. And that's how the 49ers are rolling. But that Christian McCaffrey run there gets a first down, uh, and the 49ers are already at the 50 or past the 50 yard line uh, here. Obviously, for some context, this was after Ray Ray McLeod had fumbled the ball. The Dallas Cowboys got it back, and then the big gain from McLeod. But Debo Samuel here trying to run to the left. Just a great play from Tank Lawrence. A great play here from Tank Lawrence overall. You're going to see Lawrence here. He diagnoses that this is a counter run and is just able to get out there to Debo Samuel. Not many people can bring that guy down. Lawrence, though, somehow able to adjust his body, turn around, and make that tackle. Great tackle from Tank Lawrence because Debo Samuel was going to go one-on-one -on -one against Trayvon Diggs, probably favored in that matchup. Now you've got this third down. Now, I do want to notice some things here. Why do the 49ers motion? Well, obviously to get um, to get some pre-snap action, but you now know that it's man coverage. How? No defender traveled with Juwan Jennings, and the safety here pointed at Christian McCaffrey. That's his responsibility. Diggs is going to be on George Kittle here. Uh, you're going to expect either one of these linebackers to drop back or this deep safety to cover Juwan Jennings. And then, obviously, you've got the matchups here in Ayuk and Debo Samuel one-on-one. -on -one. So, you do know kind of what the Dallas Cowboys are running after that pre-snap action, which means that right now, the route that you're looking at, especially with looking at the left side, it's got to be this the uh, George Kittle one. George Kittle runs a just a quick kind of post route here, uh, or runs kind of an in route here. You're going to see how he runs it, and you're going to see him get open here. Beats Trayvon Diggs a little bit, and you've got the space, but Purdy tries to throw this ball here to Christian McCaffrey, tries to fit it in a tough window. You'll see Kittle pop up on your screen with the space rec uh, required to throw this football. Purdy's also looking at Kittle, but he looks elsewhere uh, right as Kittle comes out of that break. If he times it well, this is a completion of the first down to Kittle, but goes off the read and tries to throw a pass to Christian McCaffrey, who was very well covered there by safety, Jaron Curse. 
that killed that drive for the 49ers. And so here's second offensive drive of the second half for the team. Remember, this is their big time touchdown drive, their 91 yard drive that lasted six minutes long. Demarcus Lawrence here immediately jumps on first down. So the 49ers are going to get a first and five instead of a first and 10. You've got the Christian McCaffrey run here, and McCaffrey is able to just burst through for a first down. Why is that? Once again, got to give a shout out my guy Mike McGlinchey. He's had a couple of bad plays in this game, a couple of good plays. This one, a good play here. You're going to see Mike McGlinchey have a really good, ooh, once again, sorry. But you're going to see McGlinchey have a really good seal off there. Cal Juszczyk follows through as the puller, able to get on that defensive lineman there, Micah Parsons, one-on-one. -on -one. Really good matchup there from Kyle Juszczyk, uh, it, it, or really good block there from Kyle Juszczyk in a tough matchup, and that really creates the rushing lane for McCaffrey, who bursts through and gets six yards out of the play for a first down. The next one here, everybody knows it. It's the bobble throw. The bobble throw here. Obviously, the 49ers trying to create... Uh, of some play action here with the crossing routes, but you're going to see how well Dallas covers this. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to this look because it's better. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk here, Debo Samuel here. Both routes, though, are very well covered, but why are both routes very well covered? Each safety goes off the middle of the field, understanding that Purdy's rolling to his left and thinking that he's going to throw to one of these guys. Maybe you have this opening here, tough throw, but... Kittle senses Purdy, uh, sorry, Purdy senses Kittle, who has his hands up, as Kittle springs apart, kind of creates on his own, and gets over the middle of the field, makes a tough bobbling catch, and is able to get the first down. Huge play, really the game-changing play of this game. Uh, the 49ers said it themselves post-game. Brock Purdy said it, Kittle said it, and Kyle Shanahan said it. Really nice catch here from George Kittle, and a good play. They are able to get the first down. Leads to first to 10 here. Purdy, you're going to see him slide a little bit to the left. Hit Christian McCaffrey here on the check down. Now, I don't want to be too nitpicky. But when you look at the reads that Purdy makes, the progression that he goes through, and the throws that are available, you'll see again how Shanahan is dealing. You've got the uh, the coverage you want. That motion here from Christian McCaffrey makes Trayvon Diggs step down, which means Kittle already has the initial jump on him, and Purdy likes to read high to low. High read is first, low read is second. So this one should be a fire to Kittle. But what does Purdy do here? Look at his footwork uh, with the pressure coming in. Clean pocket here. Instead of stepping up to his right and making this throw over the middle of the Kittle, Purdy shifts to his left. And what does that do? We've seen this play very early in the game. Look at Tank Lawrence. Tank Lawrence here is bouncing off the edge, and he's going to that left side. He covers it very well. And so... When you see Purdy shift, Lawrence is right in his face, and it's going to be tougher to make that throw, especially with the airtime that it needs. It's a really nice throw here from Purdy to hit 
Christian McCaffrey, but he makes it tougher on himself, and he executes the offense at a lower level when he does this because he's bailing left really too early instead of stepping up in the area that he has to his right and hitting uh, George Kittle with space over the middle of the field because that route's open, and you see how open it is there. That route's open. Got it. It's not that you got to hit that one, and it's a really nice throw to McCaffrey, but obviously you want that high read when it's open more so than the low read when you have the chance to. But 49ers, another nice, well-blocked play here. Good on McCaffrey here. McCaffrey goes low on this run. You're going to see it on the replay. He goes low on this run, and that's a big part of it. Really uh, just has enough power in them legs and moves forward. Good blocking there again by the 49ers, and they're able to get the first down there. And really crouching upon a touchdown territory already in the Dallas 36. Again, once again, McCaffrey running low. A nice, uh, nice, nice game there. And this one, got to give credit here to the outside. Fred Warner and George, uh, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, as well as Juwan Jennings on the outside. Warner and Juszczyk have the seal off. Juszczyk gets to the second level. Great block there on Van Der Esch. And a good block here on J. Ron Curse by Juwan Jennings. Jawan Jennings, obviously, one of the better blockers on the team, at least at the receiver position, and a nice block there on Curse. That's the seal-off, and you needed what you needed there to get that second and two, eight-yard gain. gain. 49ers do a lot on this play. Interesting look, right? You got the tight end in the backfield instead of another running back. You've got Elijah Mitchell, and... Just a, a nice block there for Kittle, and 49ers move forward, get a first down. You only needed two yards. So first down, just outside the 20. Going to hand it off once again to Elijah Mitchell. Looking at this play from the back view, obviously trying to create space here. Good defense, though, by Dallas stacking that area and not too much room at all, really, for Elijah Mitchell to run in that situation. Second down, obviously, Purdy trying to get this throw in, and this is a zone read, and I don't know if I like this read here from Purdy. So this is an RPO. Purdy here is essentially looking to either fire this pass into Ayuk or hand the ball off to Mitchell. Mitchell's running an outside zone. But with the matchups the, the Dallas Cowboys had, I thought Purdy should have handed this ball off. I know he likes this matchup between Ayuk, and he was trying to essentially eye Anthony Barr here, number 42, off the ball so he can fit this tight window throw in uh, on the slant that Ayuk's running before the offensive lineman passed the one-yard line. Uh, but... I thought he should have handed this ball off. You see that the offensive line is well blocked. And when you look on the outside, Yushik's got a block. Samuel's got a block that leads one-on-one -on -one for Elijah Mitchell, which he can make guys miss. I thought that he could have necessarily, uh, he could have potentially handed that one off. Barr tips that one, and Trayvon nearly intercepts it. Almost a bad play for the 49ers, who were in the red zone and nearly scoring. Tip and a near interception there from Trayvon Dix.
This one, interesting play. When you look at it, I'll, I'll give you the back view. But George Kittle here is Purdy's intended read. And I don't blame Purdy really much. You're going to see that a penalty flag gets thrown at the end. Kittle, one-on-one -on -one coverage. And he just gets held right there. He really just gets held. Uh, and that causes the penalty. Purdy looking at Kittle. Probably would have had him up the scene for a potential touchdown had he uh, gone through with the read and had Kittle not been held. But tough play here because Spencer Burford is beaten on the stunt. It's a good play by Dallas, especially for a play that uh, San Francisco kind of – it's an elongated play for the uh, for the 49ers. What does Dallas do? The stunt between Burford and Jake Brendel confuses Spencer Burford, leaves open Leighton Vanderesh, who essentially gets a sack, but it doesn't matter, like I said, because the penalty to Kittle, Purdy probably gets that ball out to Kittle in time, even when uh, the pressure is coming, if he isn't penalized. And we got a first down Debo Samuel run here. Obviously, Samuel able to create for himself. Gets a couple. Wrapped up by many, many Cowboys after that. You're going to see trying to create a rushing lane for himself, but not able to get too much. Then comes an interesting call, a Kyle Juszczyk run instead. And Juszczyk gets the 49ers all the way down to the three-yard line. Obviously going to the left side here, 49ers call this play. It seems like it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey run. Why? There's a, the protection shifts, it seems, to the right. Both Banks and Trent Williams push forward to the right-hand side. And so Yushek gets the handoff, forces a guy to miss uh, in Tank Lawrence, and is able to really push through and get a potential touchdown on his own. But instead, sets up second and two, second and goal for the 49ers there to start the fourth quarter. Second and goal, easy touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. And I want you guys to look at Mike McGlinchey here once again. Mike McGlinchey, like I said, up and down game, but the ups were really, really good ups. You're going to see Mike McGlinchey here start on number 96, help push him out, and then move on to the second level and make that final block. Two blocks on the same play for the second time in this game. That one led to a touchdown. Bravo to Mike McGlinchey there for his performance. Moving forward, nice throw here. Just a quick hitter, Purdy to Kittle. You're going to be able to get the first down here for a good gain. And this is when the 49ers are really trying to run down that clock and really get the momentum back because they're up. They have 16 points. They're up at this point. They're trying to get it back. Good job by Brock Purdy in completing that pass. You got a second down run here. Purdy obviously hitting Elijah Mitchell. And this is just some really good running from Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell has nice improvisation on this play. And also got to give props to George Kittle. Kittle here coming against the puller has the seal off here on number six, Donovan Wilson, giving Elijah Mitchell space to operate. And Mitchell just accelerates up the field and gets to the 50-yard line. following play 
to hand off again to Mitchell, but Mitchell is stuffed at the line of scrimmage. You're going to look at Carlos Watkins on this play, number 95, who is able to disrupt really uh, well on this play, able to disengage from Jake Brendel, and that causes the run stop here on Elijah Mitchell. And so it leads to, what is this, a second and down? Uh, sorry, not second and two, third and two. Third and two, 49ers throwing, and just a nice play. Brandon Ayuk, obviously one of the better receivers at the release point at the line of scrimmage, just beats his release, able to get enough separation and a quick first down here for the 49ers. Take a look at that throw, just a nice throw, and hits it. Ooh, got crushed there by Van Der Esch, but it's Brandon Ayuk, baby. Forty Nine ers going to run to this left side, and it's a good ga uh, gain here from Elijah Mitchell. When you look at it, short game, but that's what you need. Forty Nine ers, what they do is they churn and churn in the second half. Really, just keep running, keep blocking against this Dallas uh, defensive front. Same what they did against Philadelphia, and they're able to get enough on the play. Really good blocking all around, especially on the backside here. Daniel Brunskill holds up well, and Jake Brendel. Makes the guy fall to the ground. So, solid blocking there. A good cutback from Elijah Mitchell. You get five yards. That's what you need out of the 40 enders offense. Second down here. Another Elijah Mitchell run. This one a little shorter, but still a good gain nonetheless. When you look back at it. Charlie Warder is going to come across, and he's going to get Micah Parsons. Just a really good block. What does that mean? Warner flushes Parsons out. Good block here from uh, Mike McGlinchey, I believe, on number 42, Anthony Barr. That's another good block. And then the best block was Kyle Juszczyk getting on the linebacker, Leighton Van Der Esch. That creates the short lane for Elijah Mitchell. Two-yard gain, but again, a solidly blocked play, and all you needed is positive yardage. Keep the clock going and keep your offense churning here when you're up. If you're 49ers, tough throw here from Brock Purdy hits Chris, uh, not, yeah, hits Christian McCaffrey again. You're going to see where Purdy locates this or throws this football. He looks off this, uh, the linebacker who's facing George Kittle. And because of this safety here, Purdy's going to throw this on McCaffrey, <laughs> excuse me, McCaffrey's left shoulder. Uh, a nice throw there from Brock Purdy, obviously against. Deron Bland once again out of the slot. And so a nice throw, and the 49ers up four, rolling again with six minutes left in the playoff game here. Mitchell stays low, stays shifty, and that's what you need. Good run here. Good blocking, especially from Trent Williams, and that gives Mitchell a three-yard gain. Three yards, what you want in the second half, three or more, because of how uh, tiring it can be to defend the run. Mitchell, once again, able to weave through and get a huge first down for the 49ers. 
Good blocking. Aaron Banks with a major pancake here. And then just a good uh, uh, backside block from Charlie Warner. And that leads to a good run from Elijah Mitchell. Leading the 49ers to the 17-yard line against clocks ticking. Just a good long drive for the 49ers on the ground. First handoff, but broken up real quick by Donovan Wilson. You're going to see Wilson fly in as a sub linebacker, but get there quickly inside the gap for obviously the run stop. Then this one's an interesting play design incompletion here from Brock Purdy. But the thing I don't like Purdy is shorter than most quarterbacks. His passes tend to get tipped a lot. Why is Debo Samuel having to run three yards upfield on a screen pass? You want Debo Samuel to have more time in space. Keep him closer to the line of scrimmage on the screen pass. Get him the ball and then allow your defenders. Really, Debo has to make one guy really miss because uh, in Leighton Van because of the man-to-man coverage apart from the overhang safety. Get that ball to Debo Samuel quicker and also in a more accessible way so that Samuel can make his magic work. This time, Purdy wasn't able to do that, and an incompletion was thrown. That leads to a third and 10 here for the 49ers, obviously still down four. What do they do? Purdy here tries to run, and I don't blame his necessarily his decision to run. Obviously, it's 10 yards, but don't blame that decision. It's going to be, uh, obviously, a touch challenge necessarily, especially against the Cowboys defense that is able to collapse well, but that led to a field goal opportunity for the 49ers. They were up 19-12, to 12, and then at this point, after the Cowboys were not able to get anything on the board, Brock Purdy came back, and this was a really gutsy play from Kyle Shanahan. First down, 2.05 remaining. They've got three time, or I forget if it was two or three timeouts, but three timeouts, I believe, and the two-minute warning. And what do you do? You throw the football with the chance that it could become incomplete. Just confidence in his quarterback and a nice throw there from Purdy to George Kittle. And that got them the first down and really moving here on this final drive. Second down here, Elijah Mitchell uh, with the carry. Now, trying to get there, just the linebackers, just a good a good job by them. They remained disciplined. They didn't necessarily get too phased by the motion. Remained disciplined and were able to get there, leading to a second and nine. ers moving forward. Elijah Mitchell gets a toss, and this is his biggest run of the day, a 13-yard gain. But Mitchell unwisely steps out of bounds on this play. Not a great job by Mitchell. You don't want to step out of bounds, but nonetheless, it was good play. When you look at it, you got to look at the blockers, though, because the 49ers, when they execute in the run game, it's likely because the blocking worked. Kittle is going to seal off Tank Lawrence here, and that's a good seal off there. Mike McGlinchey, you're obviously seeing move, but Ayuk has a great block here on Donovan Wilson. Then you got Mike McGlinchey. He's going to move out to Deron Bland, and then the final piece of it, is Daniel Brunskill, and he's the one who gets uh, number 55 here, Leighton Van Der Esch, I believe. Or sorry, not uh, Daniel Brunskill, Kyle Juszczyk. He gets Leighton Van Der Esch. Good job overall. And the 49ers able to execute there, but the Mitchell 
missed opportunity because he remained in bounds hurts the 49ers because they had the ball at 144 remaining and Dallas still had their timeouts because Mitchell went out of bounds, stopping the clock when the 49ers want the clock to keep running. Here, after a good play by Mike McGlinchey, uh, oh wait, not this one, sorry. Let's continue forward. Second and nine, 141 left on the clock in the fourth quarter. 49ers still have the ball and are still moving well. But on this one, Mike McGlinchey, like I said two plays ago, a good play. Uh, just uh, a good job by him overall in that block that he had. But this one here landed up against Tank Lawrence really whiffs there. And Lawrence is the reason that this run to Elijah Mitchell is essentially dead. When you look at the running lane, there's a clear running lane if the 49ers block well. And that's between Jake Brendel and Aaron uh, Elijah Mitchell identifies that, hence the cut to that right side. And he's about to go there, but he's stepped up by Mike McGlinchey's guy. And that's a costly sack there from, or a costly TFL or near TFL for the 49ers because now you have third and eight and you're this far out. 49ers want to keep the clock going, but Kyle Shanahan remains creative, kind of sets up a screen pass here to the 44-yard line. Again, way too far for a field goal. Can't really do too much in this situation. So what do the 49ers do? They're going to punt, and that really, that was the end of the game because on the final drive, Dak Prescott obviously was not able to get the uh, the Cowboys back into the, the 49ers' territory. We saw all the final events, the Dalton Schultz potential catch, which ended up being rolled away, and then a couple of other things as well. But the 49ers, at that, able to win. And it was a it was a fantastic win by the 49ers. And that kind of concludes today's film review. Thank you guys for everybody that tuned in. I really appreciate the support. It means a lot to me. Thank you guys so much. And be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and stay tuned with Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you can't make the live shows. That's going to be out there very, very soon. But I really appreciate all the time, and it was a fun film breakdown. We'll be back next week, regardless whether the 40-unders win or lose, with our film review. See you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.